This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. You're listening to the Broadway Boys Podcast through the Hockey Podcast Network, and this is Season 5, Episode 29, as the New York Rangers dust themselves off from a disappointing loss to the Carolina Hurricanes, they put their best foot back in front of them and come up with a big, come up with a needed, albeit probably expected, win over the Chicago Blackhawks. Connor Bedard's first time in Madison Square Garden, a surprise debut and call up for a Rangers rookie. And we're going to cover all of that and more on today's podcast. Hey, everybody. Andy here. I'm recording this moments after the end of the third period of the Rangers game against the Blackhawks. Sadly, my co-host James can't join us uh, tonight as he is attending to both of his daughters, one of which is a newborn and requires uh, a lot of attention. Um, Not that I don't require attention and constant supervision, but... He's only got so many hands, so he's letting me do this solo, which is a mistake on his part, but uh, a lot of fun for me. So, uh, But as I had said, yeah, much-needed win for the New York Rangers. And again, we spoke on our last podcast how th- there wasn't really cause for concern considering their record and what they were doing despite injuries to important players and the makeup of their bottom six. But at the same time, you had seen some pretty uh, not-so-great habits creep back into their game. Um, luckily for the Rangers right now, um, Capococco was skating this morning in uh, with albeit in a non-contact jersey. So he's getting closer. I believe a report came out that although Heedle, it was rep- Phil Heedle, it was reported he had returned to the Czech Republic for his recall. He will apparently be back in New York before the All-Star break, which would at least maybe lead you to believe that there is hope that he will return, although that that's a, that is, I'm sure, a fluid and ongoing situation, so we'll see on that part. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's no secret the Rangers aren't 100% right now. I think you can even argue that some of their players like Fox and, and Igor Shosturkin, I think, are, I suspect, are fighting some lingering injuries, so you have to hope that they can make it to the All-Star game where a week off could really do them some good to rest up because um, some Rangers players haven't been their best selves lately. Uh, but luckily, like I had said, their their upcoming 10-game segment is actually is not so bad. There's a lot of points to be had. And, I mean, that started tonight with the Chicago Blackhawks, who second-worst team in the league, but they have surprised with some victories over some playoff teams. And they, you know, they're also dealing with injuries of their own players like Taylor Hall out for the year. But, um, but yeah, I mean, the Rangers have, you know, they, the Blackhawks tonight, as I record this, then they have the Canadians next game, which is a winnable game. Canucks is tough, but then you have the blues capitals twice. Then you have, uh, some t- harder games with the, they have your West, uh, Western, uh, coast road trip with you know the crack in the golden knight the kings but the ducks and the sharks as well so some tough games but then some winnable games mixed in there so the rangers clearly are uh 
not going to win all these games. But that being said, there are some teams, there are some definitely beatable teams on this schedule. So uh, they have to, if I'm the Rangers, the Canucks at home is going to be a tough test for them, especially how good the Canucks are this year. And the fact that they will most likely want some revenge for, uh, I think, how they felt they were screwed when the Rangers beat them on the road uh, in the beginning of the season with that uh, great Western Canada road trip. So it's important. But, um, you know, that's then, and or that will be then, and uh, this is right now. So let's talk basically about this game with the Rangers and the Blackhawks. I mean, the biggest surprise was in the morning pulling up my phone and reading, or yesterday at least reading, uh, that the New York Rangers have recalled Brennan Othman from the Hartford Wolfpack uh, with the, with all the beat writers who cover the Rangers subsequently tweeting out that, that you know, through sources, they'd learned that Tyler Pitlick is week to week. So clearly he, he, you know, got dinged somewhere. I didn't really see what happened to him, but it clearly it was bad enough that he's going to be out not day to day, week to week. But uh, I was pretty surprised that Othman gets the call. Not so much surprised in that he wasn't playing well enough to get a call up, but when a player on your bottom uh, your bot, you know, your bottom line goes down. I expected maybe Adam Edstrom would get recalled, considering how well he seemed to acquit himself for the Rangers. But I think a big factor is the Rangers' record itself being the top team uh, in the East, or at least jockeying for position back and forth with the Bruins, being one of the top teams in the league, because now every point isn't exactly liver life or death so you have the flexibility to reward different players and just get a a beat on how somewhat like just the progress these players have made and see if they are they taking steps towards making the big club and Othman's played well in Hartford I mean um, he's got 23 points in uh, 28 games nine goals 14 assists and uh, he's got, I, I think a, he leads them in shots with 95 on the year. And as we saw from his rookie debut tonight against the Blackhawks, where he led the entire Rangers squad in shots with five. And I believe there was a stat saying that was the second most in uh, for a Rangers rookie in their debut game. Uh, that's a good sign. I mean, you have to imagine he was told to shoot the puck, to not, you know, just don't worry so much about making the cute play and just play your game. And listen, we drafted you for your shot, so use it. And he likes to use it. And honestly, it's good because when you shoot the puck, it as long as you're not – as long as you can place it, as long as it's on goal, it's never a bad shot. Obviously, if you miss it high and wide and it rims around and squirts out the other end, yeah, not a great shot. Or you're shooting it from wild angles. But the fact that he had so many shots on goal and a good amount of them were – um not shot attempts, but shots on goal, uh, it bodes well for him. He made a bunch of uh, basically uh, heady little plays in this game. He's not the fastest skater, but at least we saw a few bursts of speed from him, and you can just tell that he'll be just fine keeping up at NHL pace. He definitely has enough bursts of speed. He's just a little bit more of a direct, threatening player. He plays kind of a power winger type game. Uh, despite the fact that he hasn't fully grown into his frame, and he skates bigger, and he he basically projects bigger than his size, which is a, a good sign. You know, he plays rough and tumble. He plays. He likes to forecheck behind the net. He 
he's definitely a bit of an anti. Sometimes he'll take routes early, which is smart because he's not the fit. He's not a burner by any means, but he puts himself in, in great positions, and he just seems to instinctively know. And I think the fact that he had five shots just I think that shows the quality of prospect he is. I don't, you know, I I, I personally don't think Brennan Othman. Uh, will he ever be a top line scoring winger? I mean, you can hope so. I don't know if I see that high for him, but at the very least, he could be someone, you know, I think to me, he's always kind of read as a James Neal type that at the peak of his powers, just a very, very good top six scoring winger with, um, granted, I think his, his hockey IQ is a little bit higher than James Neal, but maybe he's just not as, uh, he won't be as physically intimidating, but um, he, you know, he definitely has, a scoring touch. He's got a killer shot. Um, he's got pretty good vision and he's got some jam in his game and he likes to play in the, in the, the tough areas of the game, all the cliche stuff you'd love to hear and that uh, the Rangers could always use more of, you know what I mean? So, uh, but he was excellent tonight. And I mean, it was just great to see him get called up. And I think they were even talking about on the telecast, how this was a great game for him to get his feet wet against a, Blackhawks team that is I think slowly realizing that it's just going to be pain all year and you kind of see outside of some players just uh, especially against the Rangers tonight I mean out, uh, outside of players like Colin Blackwell former Ranger who who obviously just wanted to show up his former club from not you know sticking with it or not keeping him on uh, a lot of the Blackhawks players they seemed like they didn't want to be there and they played like it and even at times five on five, it just seemed like the Rangers always had the puck. So this wasn't really a tough test for the Rangers, but definitely a good one for them to uh, to pad their own stats to feel better about themselves. Because I think you know uh, the real team you don't want to take at least take for granted is Montreal. They're a 500 club right now, um, not the best team in the league by any means, obviously, but good enough that they can catch any team on a on any given night just based on they do have some sneaky underrated skill and players like Suzuki and Caulfield and on the back end some of their defensemen and you have people like Brennan Gallagher who can make your night miserable so they should be ready for that and I think that'll be a great game for Othman because you'll ha- already have this one under your belt you went well you can feel good about yourself and you just have to build from there um but yeah just super happy to see him up it was a big surprise and uh, yeah, I think it's great for the Rangers to just get a glimpse of what could potentially be in their future. I mean, kudos to Peter Laviolette when um, Blake Wheeler took the five-minute uh, fighting major. Uh, he gave Othman some shifts up with uh, Kreider as a manager, which, you know, I, they only saw a couple shifts together, but it's just that's great for the kids' confidence. And, and that just, I think, speaks to... Uh, that I think that just speaks to why the Rangers are in the position they are because say what you want about Peter Laviolette maybe in some of his lineup decisions, but he's, he knows how to just, he definitely knows how to, to get players to boost their confidence and when he can do it and when he can't, I think for the most part, he hasn't been too precious when it, with anything, but he also hasn't jumbled lines too much. So it's really worked out for him. He just knows how to reward guys at certain times just to, yeah, just to really have them feel good about their game. And I think that's why he's maybe gotten some players basically playing a little bit above their heads right now, but that's why he's making it work.
Bet the action on the ice with DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the DraftKings app now and use code THPN. New customers can get 150 bucks instantly in bonus bets for betting just $5 on hockey. That's code THPN, only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. The crown is yours. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NEW-YORK or text HOPE-NEW-YORK 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for a gambling problem by calling 888-789-7777 or visiting ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino Resort, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. The NHL and NHL Shield are registered trademark of the National Hockey League. Another pretty notable takeaway from this game was just how well, once again, the Lafreniere, Panera, and Trocek line looked. And uh, you could argue Lafreniere was the best player on the ice tonight for either team. Um, just makes a... He was dropping dimes all night, looked confident, had that signature Lafreniere uh, skip in his game that he seems to have. I mean, it's just, it's really wild to see the steps he's taken this year, even just watching him in the preseason and, and just how lethargic and much like a worse version of last year he looked. And he just, he has more speed bursts at more opportune times. He's just better at gaining the zone, his poise with the puck his ability to just hold on to pucks and then make little moves from his forehand to his backhand in traffic to extend play and put it between his legs and hold on to pucks and, and hide his intentions. And yeah. And just find seams is just, it's yeah, it's really, it's, 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 it's wild. And honestly, there's, he, he, he had one point tonight. He should have had more. And I think that's going to, that'll be the next step for him. But even if he doesn't put up big counting numbers this year, I just don't know how you can be upset with him because he at least, at the very least, yeah, maybe you can be upset he's not a superstar in his, but you know, yet. But at the same time, it's just he just took a such a monumental leap, and um, he just looks like a different player, and he's dangerous every night, and he's dangerous whenever he's he's on the ice. That's all you can really ask for, right? So. Uh, well, obviously you could ask for that. I mean, if he was putting up the 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 points, um, that he if he was getting rewarded on and half the things he's created so far, he would most like the Rangers wouldn't be leading the league like they are now. They would be blowing everyone away because <laughs> they they honestly he's every single game he's done something pretty remarkable and, and has been dangerous. So. But once again, I think Vinny Trocek has three assists in this game. He continues to put up points. Panarin scores the first goal off of uh, it looks dangerous the entire game. And much was made of his uh, omission from the preliminary NHL All-Stars game participants and representatives from each team. The Rangers, Shesterkin despite maybe his struggles, gets selected from the Rangers, and when maybe it should be a Jonathan Quick, honestly. But uh, everyone was kind of flummoxed about that. But uh, shortly after the game, they were even, I think, questioning it on the broadcast and saying that, well, I assume he'll just be picked soon. But um, 
But shortly following the game, the Rangers in, uh, social media team puts out a, 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 mis- a video message from Panarin, basically where he says that his wife and him are expecting their second child. And so, alas, he will not be able to participate in the NHL All-Star game, but they everyone should vote for his teammates. And, uh, yeah, so that's the reason. So, first of all, mazel tov to the bread man on uh, the soon-to-be-birth of his second child. Congratulations to him and his wife. And secondly, yeah, when I look at this New York Rangers team and you're like, other than Panarin, who is the MVP? You could maybe argue Trocheck, right? You could maybe argue Jonathan Quick, although does he have the workload to really be considered a consistent superstar for this team this season, or at least they're one of their best players? Definitely, but it's weird. It's just other than Panarin, no one else is really standing out. Yeah, yes, Kreider continues to do Kreider things and score goals, and Zabanajad. It's finally found his offense, and like we had said early on, not to be worried because when he's cold, he's cold, and when he's hot, he's red hot. He's up to second on the team in points with uh, 38 points, but you know Panarin has 53 points on the year, so literally 15 more points for Panarin than the second most player on the team is Zibanejad. But I suppose Zibanejad has never been to... I think Zibanejad has never represented the Rangers in an all-star game, so it would be pretty cool to have him. Hell, you could have him and Kreider go. Um but I don't know if that'll happen, but maybe it will. I mean, it's possible. Um, that would be pretty cool, but, y- you know, I maybe may I imagine if it's going to be one other player from the Rangers, it would most likely be uh, Mika Zibanejad. He's second on the, the team in points, and, uh, yeah, so it would most likely be Mika, but it could be Kreider, who's gone before, so uh, we shall see who that is in the in the subsequent days I'm sure I think that or I don't know if that'll be you have to vote them in due to fan vote that's probably what's going to happen so again uh, sorry folks very ill-informed about the whole all-star game format I feel like it changes every year I just cannot be bothered to just keep up on top of it I know this is a Rangers podcast and that's uh, it's kind of your job it's like well I don't want to do it so um, but I'm sure I will come across this information and correct myself in the future but yeah i guess i assume it's just the rest of the participants are going to be fan voted in so you have a chance to vote Meek in. so if you want him there vote him in because if he's especially if if you look at this up and he's, he has never represented the rangers uh he should do it at least once and this would be his year so he should do it let's see anything else oh yeah well so the nhl isn't the only hockey going on right now in fact i would argue there are two Pretty, pretty big hockey events going on in the world of hockey right now outside of the National Hockey League. Uh, First of all, obviously, it is still World Juniors season as today Team USA and Sweden, both hosts country, punch their tickets to the gold medal final. Um, Sweden overcoming Czechia and I believe it's, yeah, overcoming Czechia and Team USA coming down from a two uh two zip start against the uh the Finnish team and pulling out the W. So honestly the on paper the two best teams in the tournament this year absolute Sweden is absolutely stacked. So many um, players will will no doubt be amazing NHLers and obviously same goes with 
Team USA. You just you have that specific crop between the BC line with the New York Rangers prospect Gabe Perot, Ryan Leonard, um, Will Smith, Cutter Gauthier, Jimmy Snuggerud, uh, Drew Fortescue, uh, Oliver Moore. I could just keep going on and on and on about the talent on both of these teams. You know, Axel Sandin Palika and Otto Stenberg for Sweden. It's just uh, there's so much fire, skill, and firepower on both these teams. It's going to be an awesome gold medal final. I obviously never want to count my boys in red, white, and blue out, but just looking at how dominant I feel like Sweden's been this tournament, I'm not saying they can't do it because especially I think matchup-wise, I think the, the USA team might be the toughest, at least stylistically could be the toughest matchup for uh, the Swedes in this tournament. But I just think the one thing that has given the new, uh, I almost said the New York Rangers. The one thing that I think has given the Team USA fits is just the other countries, uh, just their ability, just their knowledge of how to use the perimeter on the bigger ice, just how the knowing that they can don't have to make as many small area passes and they can use. It's unlike in the National Hockey League where there's just not the rinks are smaller. You don't have as much space in on the bigger ice sheets. You can create a lot more off the wall. You can do a lot more rollouts and get pucks back to the point. I, I see that, you know, I see a lot. USA tries to create at in from the, the dots a lot more, whereas every other country, uh, they definitely get it back to their demon on the point, and then they just create from there and look for lanes and just shoot. And, you know, it's just one of those ways where if it doesn't they can at least find themselves on the right side of the puck if uh, the other team is able to retrieve a puck in their own end. You know what I mean? So, uh, but it should be an awesome matchup. One uh, thirty Eastern Standard Time on, I guess here in the states, would I assume it's on uh, the NHL Network. There's also uh, other ways to watch this uh, the World Juniors without having the NHL Network. If you catch my Drift, wink, wink, hint, hint, <coughs> VPN. <coughs> uh, but uh, yeah, there it should be awesome. So looking forward to that. And like I said, that's not the only thing that's going on. We've had the inaugural games for the PWHL, the Professional Women's Hockey League, uh, over the past two weeks, and it's been fucking awesome. And anyone who doesn't think so and doesn't see how, A, just by watching these games, seeing how awesome they are, how physical the hockey is, just how great the crowds are, how great the fans are, obviously how monumental this moment is, and how just fucking cool this whole thing is. You're a fucking loser. And I, and, uh, I mean that from the bottom of my heart. So get on board or, or get the fuck out of the way, because the PWHL, it's awesome. Uh and our hometown uh, team, New York, gets their inaugural win in the first ever PWHL regular season game in Toronto on the road against uh, Team Toronto. So we have that going for us. Uh, team New York will have their home opener, I believe it's on Saturday, and the puck is going to be dropped by a certain legendary captain who uh, may or may not have ended a championship drought for hockey in the city of New York. 
a long-standing one. So uh, I think you can figure out who that is. So yeah, it's just uh, I've watched almost every single game so far. They've all been electric, great crowds, um, great hockey, just and you know I, I I keep seeing a lot's been made of the fact that these teams don't really have any f- official branding outside of you know fairly fairly generic jerseys and and like like I say no names outside of team New York or Toronto or Minnesota or Boston et cetera et cetera but uh, basically this was a time constraint issue in that it came together very quickly because between the dissolution of uh the PHL um and that a lot of these women have had to wait to they basically had to put their professional hockey careers on hold and it's just they shouldn't have have to wait so they said you know what we'll just we'll get this league going and then that can come later and honestly it's fine because when you're watching the games it's just like a, yeah New York versus Toronto or Boston whatever it doesn't matter it really literally doesn't matter it's just uh, just seeing all the fans uh, supporting the stands just seeing how physical and hard hitting the hockey is and uh yeah just how feisty it can get and and yeah just the the some really honestly awesome rules implemented such as when you are uh, on the, the if you are on a power play and the other team shores, scores a shorthanded goal your power play is over and their player comes out of the box that's fucking awesome i love that so you know uh it's it's just really cool it keeps the flow of the game a lot faster and although i believe the majority of their home games will technically be played uh in bridgeport where the bridgeport uh I almost said Sound Tigers. The Bridgeport Islanders of the AHL play. They will be playing four games at UBS Arena this season. So that's pretty awesome. Uh, and I will definitely be going to that. So, so yeah, there is a reason right now is hockey is awesome because it's always great when you, you have alternatives. It's great having the NHL to watch. It's great having the world juniors to watch. It's great having the PWHL to watch. It's great having when, you know, uh, when the Memorial cup comes around that to watch, to watch junior hockey. So yeah, hockey is, uh, at times it's stupid and, uh, nonsensical, uh, like as opposed to everything that's going on with the whole Ryan Hartman, Cole Perfetti fiasco, which I'm not going to get into just cause it's been already everyone else and their mother has an opinion on it. The whole thing's, stupid uh that retaliate well i guess i am getting to it well fuck it i am gonna do it uh yeah hartman and minnesota doing that to perfetti because of the caprizov thing is stupid you want to go after someone who hurt your best player yeah okay whatever i retaliatory whatever reason you think you gotta do it you do you but to do it to another player the whole, like, I'm going to take this guy out because, you know, you're a young player. So uh, who's unexpecting it and just high and not just like, you know, cross check him or, or hit him, but to like just high stick him. You know, guy, you lose a fucking eye just because you're some dumb, nonsensical, you know, uh, Hammurabi code of, of old school hockey. It's the dumbest fucking thing I have ever heard in my life. And if you think it it's part of the game, or it's this part of the code of honor, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Uh, it's not. Like I said, if you go after the person that hurt the guy, yeah, I get it, 100%. You know what? You're sticking up for your teammate. I love it. But 
to an unsuspecting, especially a young player who's just basically just trying to make his way in the league. And you're going to basically try to you know, put a stick blade in his fucking eye. Like, fuck off. Honestly, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. So sorry, I'm a little salty tonight about this, but I, I just I cannot stress how, how stupid it is in hearing some of the dumb takes that have come off about this and just the Minnesota and the Winnipeg beat writers going back and forth with their grievances. So it's stupid, but yes, that's stupid. But having a plethora of hockey to watch is not stupid. It's glorious. It's awesome. It's so much fun. And uh, yeah, it's a great time to, to be fans of hockey because now literally you can be anywhere at any time. You can pull out your phone and you can watch hockey. You can watch hockey. You can watch any National Hockey League hockey. You could watch college hockey. You could watch junior hockey. You could watch uh, World Championship hockey. Hockey from a, you know across the world. You can watch women's hockey. You, it's just awesome. And uh, sometimes I think we are spoiled and we don't realize that. And now there's announcements uh, that there's going to be at least an NHL-sanctioned world, like four Super Team World Cup or something next season, or not next season. I'm sorry, 2025. So maybe maybe it is next season, but just in the second half of next season, whenever it is, uh, there's more awesome big hockey events coming, which is cool. So maybe I'm only saying this because the Rangers record is so good right now that I'm so high on on hockey. But yeah, hockey's been awesome recently, uh, aside from all the, the stupid dumb stuff that you also have to put up with. But uh, yeah, so watch hockey, support hockey, support the PWHL, watch the World Juniors, support uh you know, these prospects putting on a show uh, for the rest of the world and trying to do their home countries proud. Uh, support your local New York Rangers team who is trying to overcome all, so many injuries and get through the fact that their bottom six might be a little sus. So, yeah, just watch hockey, have fun, don't sweat the small stuff, and t- try to take a stop and smell the roses because you have teams like the Carolina Hurricanes starting to come on strong nagging injuries keep plaguing your team and as the great chairman of the board frank sinatra once said uh, you could easily be flying high in april to see yourself shot down in may thank you for listening to the broadway boys podcast be sure to follow us on x at broadway boys pod And please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. New episodes every Monday and Thursday. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from.